Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. On this episode of The Booze Hustle... I talked to Charles Jolie, global bartending champion, James Beard Award-winning beverage designer, and the official bartender for the Academy Awards, the Emmys, and the Kentucky Derby. He's regularly featured in print and on television, and occasionally bartends for stars like Jimmy Kimmel and Oprah. He talks about his roots in the Chicago bar scene, building his ready-to-drink cocktail brand, Craft House Cocktails, and his love of animals that almost set him on a completely different career path. Of course, he didn't spill any dirt on the celebrities. Uh, he might have overserved along the way, but it was a great interview anyway. I hope you enjoy. So I guess my first question to you is, are you the most famous bartender of all time? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I am, I am not the most famous bartender of all time. Um, I was, I was fortunate to get in on the ground floor of the modern cocktail renaissance, if you will, or at least near the ground floor. So I've got time in and, uh, before we knew that there was going to be a cocktail revival, um, I, I accidentally was involved in it. So I got in early. And so, you know, I, I, I got to, I got a head start, I suppose. Um, no, I'm not. I, I would you're, say, you're in the 1%, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 1% of a very small percentage. Yes, we, there's not a lot of us to begin with. But yes, in, uh, I, I'm, I'm like a, a, a E-list celebrity. Perhaps, <laughs> E-list. Uh, yeah, we're way down the way You're down being there. super fucking humble right now. Like, you're... You're like, if, if a bartender was like, what do I want to be when I grow up? Like, they've got a poster of you on their bedroom wall. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Christ. Yeah, no, but I mean, I look up to, you know, I look up to the, the, the folks that like bridged the really dark days of cocktails and anything like, you know, a guy like Dale DeGroff or something, mm-hmm. who, you know, who's, who's become a friend over the years. Um, and, but these were, you know, those were my first cocktail books uh, sure. and, and the things that, you know, when I. There, when there wasn't very much, you know, even in the early 2000s, um, there wasn't very much out there. Um, the Gary Reagans and the, and the Dales of the world um, were, were kind of quietly doing their thing and making mm-hmm. it possible for all of us to um, kind of paving the road for people like myself to, to be able to emerge, I guess, if you will. Yeah. And put in the time and work really hard. I wonder, like, do you manage your own career or do, do you have a team? Because at this point, like, I can't imagine how you, you juggle everything. <laughs> uh it's no it's just i am fully i'd say i do my own stunts 
Um, it's, you can manage uh, me then because I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, who's his manager? I would like, I would like him. And if it's you, are you, are you looking for people to manage? I, I would. Yeah. I would love that. I would love, <laughs> yeah. I would no. I mean, uh, you know, yeah, I would love to be the superman of bars for bartenders uh, right? and, and get them, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's been a hard thing, uh, quite honestly. Uh, and several years ago I did, I had a bunch of meetings with agents in, in, uh, you know, New York, which is where most of the, the agencies are based. Um, and they, they're all like, this is great. Like, you know, like we can, we see all these applications, but we don't know what to do with you because mm. they, and they still, I, I don't know that any bartenders are represented, um, be, hmm. you know, that we like all just kind of represent ourselves, but it, I think it's, it's all really only a matter of time and probably not much time, um, that it does go the way of where we've seen chefs go in the last 20 years. Sure. Um, it's, it's just moved a little bit slower because uh, none of us have really broke into TV in a meaningful way. And I think that's the next, that's the next frontier. When somebody gets that, you know, Netflix show or whatever it is, uh, right. then it'll really open up beyond our little niche uh, subculture that we've, yeah. you know, that, that we're in. And so, I mean, cocktails are everywhere, but, uh, you know, spirits are everywhere. And, and the expectation has exploded in the last 20 years. Uh, but it is... Uh, we still haven't quite made the full break into mainstream yeah. yet. Not yeah. as much crossover yet. Yeah. So yeah, people eat every day. They don't necessarily drink every day. Some some of us do, but not. Who are those so, people? <laughs> not people who listen so, to this podcast. <laughs> so, so food, yeah, I think food was a little easier to to make yeah. that transition though. That's true. Well, let's talk about your path a little bit. Um, will you talk a little bit about your where you started out to where you are today? And what kind of leaps you took along the way? Oh, man. Um, yeah, this, I, I can't. It's, uh, I don't know. Aging is so weird. And I, I think <laughs> about it more and more because I don't feel, I don't feel my age at all. Um, and I think it's something Same. that's, that's be- it's a beautiful thing in this industry. Um, we get to, you know, we work very hard. We work crazy hours. I, I've been independent for about six years now. But prior to that, uh, you know, I, I was, I was 16 plus years behind the bar, um, for working for other people. And it was, mm-hmm. you know, those are 10, 11 hour, 12 hour days, you know, five, six, seven days a week, depending on, on what you're doing. So it, you know, it's surprising that I say it keeps you young, but it does though. It's like, you kind of get to play and, and you kind of get to throw parties for a living, uh, which is, which is a pretty cool job. I don't know. That, that was not your question at all. No, it's okay. But honestly, you know how it keeps you young? You know how many steps you put in a night when you're behind <laughs> a bar? Like you could age, but you're not, I think you're keeping your body limber, especially standing for long periods of time. I, I just know from experience, like I was working in the restaurant industry behind a bar and in front of house for so long. And then I became a distributor. And when I was a distributor, I was running around carrying a bag and then now as a supplier, I'm on my ass more than I've ever been in my entire life. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, really missing those running around days because uh, now I feel, my hips feel old now. <laughs> totally. That was, I mean, that was, I mean, you know, for everybody, I guess to some extent, the pandemic, it, it made us, I was on the road probably 60 to 70% of my year. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that quickly, that came to an abrupt stop. So I was like, yeah, I'm like, oh man, I got to sit down finally. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it's you know, all the stuff you hear in the restaurant industry of, you know, eating your family meal over a garbage can, like out of a mm-hmm. deli container, you know, that, that's real. <laughs> it's <laughs> that's real. real. It's so thing. glamorous. <laughs> yeah. 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 I still do that. But um, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, like the very, I, I really, I think a lot of people, like a lot of people did not plan on hospitality being my 
my career. Um, and it's, it's a pretty cool time now because I think we have the real like first generation of bartenders that are like, you might be like, Hey, like this is, I want to be a bartender. That's what I want to do. I want to mm-hmm. create cockptails or be, you know, uh, expert in some spirit category or, mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. Um, you know, That's where wild. it was, yeah, it's cool. You know, in the same way that someone would be like, I want to grow up and be a chef, you know, you could right. be like, like, I want to grow up and be in, in wine or spirits or cocktails or whatever it might be. Uh, so we're seeing that it's kind of interesting, but as opposed to um, it being a means to an end to make money, yeah, which is, yeah. And, and it's a great way. Yeah. And it is a great way to do that. Right. And it still remains. And there, there are plenty of, of those jobs and it is a, it's, it's not a bad way to do it. I should say, uh, yeah. I love all the conversation that's happened in the past couple of years around, um, you know, quality of life in the industry too, and proper, proper wages and, and things like that. It's been great mm-hmm. to see. I love that conversation. But uh, yeah, I guess like my very first job, I actually uh, was a barback for many years before I ever got to make cocktails. And I was a, a barback at this uh, kind of mega club in Chicago. It's like <laughs> Which a, one? A, 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 the original Crowbar. Nice. Uh, which was, uh, you know, this was the late 90s. And this is like pre, you know, pre, pre-bottle service at nightclubs. So yep. it was like, you know, people went and like worshiped the DJs. Yep. It was all dance floor tiny, tiny VIP room. And like, nobody cared about the VIP room. It was all Mm -hmm. about like, you didn't care about being seen. Like you didn't have to have a lot of money to go there. You know, it was like all these like candy raver kids that ran the door. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it was like the, the crazier you looked like the, you know, the more (laughs) style you had, it was like studio. Skip the line. Yeah. Yeah. You got pulled in that way. It was super cool. Uh, like if you showed up flashing money or whatever, like you could, yeah, I mean, Money always talks you about your way in, but it, it didn't, it wasn't like today. It was a much more, I think a much more fun time. It was much yeah. more authentic. You know, we went like, we went to go dancing and like, and party and listen to great music. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they'd have live acts sometimes. And yeah, I was, I was home from college and, uh, very late. It was a 5am bar and I was partying there and ran into a buddy from high school. And I was like, dude, I need a, I need a job over the summer. Mm-hmm. And I scrawled out an application and little did I know that me, barely uh, legibly writing my name at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> at a nightclub was going to lead to uh, a career change in the next next couple decades of my life. So Wow. What did you study in college? I was in uh, pre-vet med. So I went to... All right. Yeah, I was... Man, uh, you dodged a bullet there. That's like 12 years <laughs> of school. <laughs> <laughs> I said if I had it, you know, if I had another another life, that's still, I still love, you know, uh, I'm still a huge, a huge animal rights advocate and yep. uh, a huge, uh, uh, you know, adoption foster. Uh, yeah, you have advocate. great puppy content on your Instagram, man. He's, Big fan. You know, Big fan. I'm not. I'm not ashamed to nope. use him uh, and get the word out. Uh, he's very you know, cute. As, as much to you know, because he's very, a very handsome uh, baby boy. Uh, but also <laughs> to you know, to to kind of make people aware of that. Um, but if, yeah, if I had another life, that would still, that would be a path that I could see being very happy doing uh, as well. But yeah, less school. Less, less school. school. With, with you wouldn't be in the 1%, maybe unless you were in the 1% of vets and you <laughs> would have, you would have a really flashy car with like a personalized license plate. I would have a personalized license plate. Yeah. That is, you know. what's with that? I don't know, that. man. Doctors yeah. love that shit. I don't know yeah, what it is. Do. What's that Seinfeld episode with like the ass man license yeah. plate? He was like yeah. a proctologist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's pretty great. Um, I'd love to talk to you a little bit about your circumstances that got you to become the official bartender for the Academy <laughs> Awards and the <laughs> Emmys. And I have so many questions, but I'm going to, in the interest of time, 
Talk about the circumstances which led you there. Yeah. I'd love to hear about, this is a multi-part question. Okay. I'd love to hear about what your process of planning sure. that looks like. And then also, not optional, I would like to know what celebrities you've overserved and if you have to sign NDAs. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I guess, all right. So the show, how did I get there and how did I get that gig? Um, it, it was uh, a long path uh, to get there. I, I So I randomly... I ran bars for a long time, you know, after I didn't go from, from nightclub to mixology, if you will. I, I really mm-hmm. don't like to use the, the M word, but, uh, you know, we don't, is that, is that, some, is it an, is it a bad word now? I'm a bartender. You know what I mean? Okay. I, I use the mixology, mixologist is for media, uh, uh, oh. usage and that's, and that's fine. I'm not offended by the term. I'm learning um, but, something new. Okay. But we're all, bar, you know, I mean, we're bartenders. It's fine. But it just, just to, you know, to, to, I guess to find those two, uh, parts of my career, but I was running bars. Uh, we, we had, I worked for a little bar group in Chicago eventually, and we ended up, uh, opening uh, seven different venues, uh, in, in a few different States and moved around. And, um, so I got Which to learn every, it was called, it was, it was called three headed productions. Um, oh, yeah. and we had, cans. we had cans in, in yeah. Wicker Park. Yeah. Uh, we had like a, so, but they were, you know, uh, cans actually was, you know, it was a party bar back in the cool. day in the neighborhood. But it was it was a craft beer bar too, yep. and craft beer in 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 two thousand one was just emerging. People weren't really talking about it, and like people still looked at at the can format as being cheap, right? Um, and now like look at every single craft beer. Is I know, like you guys were we way were ahead of your time. Then. Yeah, I mean for real, like uh, like the the owners there were pretty progressive in that way. We opened uh, um, one of the city's first hundred percent agave tequila bars. Uh, also in the early 2000s, you mm-hmm. know, when nobody, it was like Cuervo and Patron and that was it. People didn't yep. know of any, any other, you know, tequilas for much except for very, very small. Uh, it was too ahead of its time. And uh, with that group, we opened and we really accidentally opened a cocktail bar uh, in downtown Chicago called The Drawing Room in 2007, which became, we again, we didn't know there was a cocktail movement that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. 2007 was really just the beginning of, of the cocktail movement it was it was happening in london paris and and new york uh, had a, a handful of you know speakeasies that had had popped up um but it, there wasn't a lot of noise around it i was just starting to hit the big cities um and so the timing was perfect uh and i i really fell in love with it i, I started to design that program uh and to just i fell in love with the the blend of the still doing the hospitality they had done on all these other bars and restaurants, but I was also getting a little bit older and it gave me a more meaningful way to be creative. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, well, all right, like I can, I can still throw a party. I can still host and (laughs) and entertain. And and I love to, I like to make people happy and serve people. Uh, and you like uh, the nightlife. You like yeah. to boogie. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do like to boogie. Um, yeah, and and so that's you know that was kind of like where I cut my teeth in the, in the cocktail world and where I started to make make my name and things. You know, uh, I think like in terms of getting my name out, even it was because a lot of in, in the in the early days there just there weren't the blogs weren't out there, the books weren't written yet, mm-hmm. um, and there and we needed to find a way to connect with one another globally. Even there were there were so you know maybe a thousand bartenders working that way or whatever. Um, and so I got into all kinds of cocktail competitions and it was just like this way to meet like-minded people. And then like also these cool carrots hanging there. They're like, oh, you can win a trip to New Zealand. Mm. And that was like my first international competition. I got to, you know, be, I was on the American team uh, in this international competition in New Zealand for a vodka company. I was like, yeah, I got me like 
send Hell me yeah. A, like, yeah, you send me like, yeah. you live for free. I'm like, yep. yeah, this is dope, you know. Um, and so I got I got hooked on that and ended up being pretty good at at, at them as well and and did um, did well over time with them, which is kind of long story short, which is kind of what got me to um, the Oscars and the Emmys and, and, and all of that. I, I had, I did a couple of different cocktail competitions, some bigger ones. I did one with absolute. That was like a reality TV format that like seven people saw. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I, I ended up winning it, which was cool because cool. it was like, it was a hundred grand, like on the prize was pretty dope. Damn. Um, and it, it was TV, even though it was on Saturday night after Saturday night live. Okay. Um, when all bartenders are at home. No, like everyone's working. <laughs> it's like, like in midnight on Saturday yeah. night. Like who's watching, watching that? NBC. Yeah, exactly. Stoners. So, all right. Yeah. Like, like seven people saw that. So, um, <laughs> so I did that. And then, and then I kind of like stepped back from the competitions in this, uh, this competition called the world class, uh, competition by Diageo, which is oh, the biggest yeah. spirits yep. company. Yeah. Uh, That's a big one. World. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the biggest, the most prestigious. The big one. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like the, the Olympics of bartending. Uh, and I, I saw um, what they were doing and there was like 55 countries competing and it moved country, it moved to a different country for the world finals every year, like kind of like the Olympics. And I was like, all right, I, I'm, I'm going to do one more competition and this is going to be it. Um, and it was incredible. Went over to Scotland and London uh, and ended up becoming the, the first American to win that. Nice. And, um and, and in that same moment, in that same year, in 2014, I won the global. And then I launched, I had been working for two years on my bottle cocktail company. And we launched that like two months later, oh, serendipitously. Yeah, craft house. The, yeah, yeah. The timing, um, so the timing was not planned. Uh, and I was the beverage director at the Aviary, which is um, Incredible. this fantastic cocktail bar in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, as part of the Linea group. Um, yeah, we have to pause it, for a second because you yeah. can't just gloss over that. So if <laughs> listeners do not know what that is, use the Google machine and type in the aviary in Chicago. It's They have be a Beard Award, yes? Did you win yeah, James Beard yes. Awards for that beverage program? I, it's I it's I kind do. of like... I've got one in a drawer somewhere here. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, it's like <laughs> it's the a cocktail equivalent of Alinea. It is to cocktails what Alinea is to food. So, okay. You can go on. I'm yeah. sorry. I just said, we yeah, had, no, we a had super a cool bar and still there. there. And, uh, um, great. There's a great crew over there. Uh, and so, yeah, so all that was happening. It was all firing. We had just won the James Beard award, uh, for, for outstanding beverage program there. Um, which was cool. And that actually, just that tells you like the James, the Beard awards are, are like the, the Oscars of the food world in a mm -hmm. way. Uh, and, and they, that was the second or third year that they even had the category for outstanding beverage program because it was all based on food and then they had wine awards. But mm -hmm. so that tells you where spirits and cocktails were in, in 2012, 2013, when the Beard awards added a category for beverage overall that we're looking at amazing cocktail programs and spirits yep. programs. They're which evolving. Was cool. so yeah. That recognition. Cool. Yeah. Um, so then that's, I went independent then after I won that and um, I had almost like, like my, my, my Miss America year of touring <laughs> as the, nice. as the, you know, wearing the tiara as the, as the global champion of that competition. Yeah, I, I ended up going to like 40 countries over the next two years. Wow. Um, and so those gave me the connections at that point to be invited to make the cocktails at, at the Oscars, the Emmys, the Kentucky Derby, and, and some other things. Dang. It's like the Academy. They're like, okay, we need someone to make drinks, but it's got to be the person that would win the Oscar of bartending. <laughs> they're like, oh, they Googled, they're like, this guy. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't, 
Yeah, they haven't added that category, and, and I haven't. They haven't sent me one yet. Honorary. They um, I know. I, I get to use them for the photo shoot sometimes, which is pretty uh, cool, actually. You so hold a lot some, of their secrets too. <laughs> <laughs> bartenders are vaults. We definitely we do. We do hold the hold the secrets. So yeah, that's super cool. We're actually planning the uh, the, the Academy Awards right now. I just did a, a photo shoot yesterday for. Uh, for the cocktails um, for this coming year's awards and we'll be back live which is awesome excited about that because uh, we obviously had a uh, you know a, a little break it was virtual for mm-hmm. uh, during during the apocalypse yeah how's your um what is the bar set up for that do you like batch a lot of stuff in advance are you utilizing your craft house um or are you creating like original cocktails and then just creating like an army of prep <laughs> it is an army. I mean, we, when I said earlier that we do our own stunts, I mean, we do our own stunts. It is, there's a team of three or four of us mm-hmm. um, that will make um, and batch, you know, sometimes 10, 12, 15,000 cocktails. Dang. Um, and, and we go in and it's it's a huge, I work with, um, so I get brought in by whomever the, the spirit sponsor is, the key spirit sponsor, uh, mm-hmm. which Diageo has been. Uh, like this year, it's Don Julio. The last several years, it's been Don Julio for the Academy Awards and it's been Kettle One for uh, for the Emmys, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. And I've got relationships with both of those those brands. I've been out to, um, to Skeetum Hollum, which is where, where Kettle One is distilled. I've, I've spent time with um, the, the Nolet family, um, mm-hmm. three generations of them, uh, on several occasions. So I actually have an, a real connection with that brand and it's, it's fun for me to work with those guys That's and great. Don Julio. I love, I mean, genuinely, I'm a huge agave fan. So mm-hmm. if I, if I had a, if I had a, you know, if you really tied me down to one spirit, it would be, you know, tequila mezcal. Um, mm. so I, that's two spirits, but, uh, you know, it would be something in the agave field. But yeah, we do, uh, it's all, we, all unique cocktails, different every year. So we do a whole suite of cocktails. Uh, you know, they gotta be celebratory. They gotta be fun. They have to be visually stunning, but they also have to be approachable for a couple, you know, thousands of people that are going to come through that governor's ball. And, uh, you have to have a little bit of something for everyone and they need to be scalable for that reason, because there is, so we run our specialty bar and then we distribute our batch cocktails to Mm -hmm. all of these other bartenders who are throughout the the event that are that don't work for us that we need to train the day of on these new cocktails oh, um you know it's a lot of uh we i post a lot of pictures from back of house where it'll just be uh spent eight hours cutting orange twists you know and it's That's like insane. the glamour the glamour behind it or we're getting you're getting changed into your tux uh yeah. in a parking garage legitimately yeah. uh you know it's like hanging off of a fence you know you're hold on you're, they can't spring for a, a, a dressing room for <laughs> charles no the Oscar winning, <laughs> the Oscar winning equivalent. No, that's yeah. incredible, man. And I know you said you're a vault, and I know you don't want to like share stories, but like you have to have some good ones. I do. Come on, man. You just got to give us one. No. There's got to be no. one celebrity who'd be like, I don't care if you tell that story. No, I've been, I've been invited. <laughs> I was, I was, you know, obviously it's uh, beautiful to get the call back. Uh, and it's always, yeah. it's it's flattering when someone gives you a gig or asks you to do something. It's very flattering when they ask you twice because it I means know. they you actually protect they, your job. Means they, they actually liked it. But it's uh, you know honestly uh, the celebrity thing with the when we had the, the drawing room downtown, it was a subterranean bar. It had no windows in it. Uh, it was just a like an unmarked door on the on on Rush Street downtown mm-hmm. Chicago. And it wasn't because we were a cool speakeasy. It was because the only rent we could afford was a basement 
on Rush Street. That was that was truly the uh, basement next to an Urban Outfitters, and I, yeah. you know, it was that, that was spot. what we could afford. Uh, we and it was just a door off the street. So, anyways, that being said, it was also near a lot of high end hotels. So a lot of people went there. A lot of celebrities stayed. At, ended up staying at these like you know two or three really nice hotels that were within walking distance, mm-hmm. and and so we a lot of people came into the drawing room because you had anonymity there. It was yep. small. It was personal. We we treated everyone the same. It didn't matter. Um, I I you know, and I, I we always kind of prided ourselves on that. Like we treat every you know let let somebody blow off steam um, and and feel like they can let their hair down and they're not going to end up in the papers the next day. Right. Um, I've. I at the at the drawing room there was one person who was filming uh and was in a couple of nights in a row and they were by themselves so especially if somebody's by yourself when you're in the industry you check in on them like yep. well, it not have to be a celebrity anybody a single diner mm-hmm. um you know you see if they want that extra attention after you know looking for a chat if you have the time or whatever um and I actually sat and ended up drinking to the wee hours in the morning with this this particular <laughs> person and had to uh, walk them home uh, yeah. to their hotel and deliver deliver them to the doorman and be like, you know where this you know where this person goes and they're like, yeah, okay, <laughs> I think I it like, belongs to you. <laughs> correct. I was like, you. They're like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm like, you are not leaving my bar oh my and God. wandering home and getting no. rolled in downtown Chicago at four in the morning and the last place you were at was my place. I'm like. Yeah. A, I'm going to get you home safe, and B, this is not going to be your legacy, man, or mine. So let's yeah. uh, let's go no, for no. a walk. It was, I think it people was greatly underestimate the downtown Chicago. Uh, don't, don't do it, man. <laughs> find yeah. a buddy, find a cab, find an Uber. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, in any city, right? Don't be a That's mark. True. You know. That's true. Um, I wonder how I, I know you still live in Chicago, and I wonder how you still stay kind of connected to your Chicago roots. And you know, forgive me for saying, but you know, how do you not develop this crazy ego, right? Like it's, it's gotta be a challenge. Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm born and raised in the city in Chicago and I, like proudly. So, you know, I don't know. I love the scene here. Um, I love the city. It's, it's a little, you know, winter after winter, it's a little harder to stay in love with it. Um, mm-hmm. I do, you know, I love the spring and the summer. Um, I would, I would love to maybe spend winters someplace else at some, at some point, uh, in the not too far future and then, you know, be able to, the nice thing about it, the one thing we learned from the pandemic, I can really work from anywhere since I'm not in brick and mortar. It's not like I have to show up at a bar sure. uh, every night. So it's kind of nice to have that freedom for now. I mean, maybe I'll, mm-hmm. maybe I'll do another bar at some, some point here uh, if, if, if the right, the right thing happens. But um, I did feel a little, a little disconnected, you know, when I'm on the road and whatnot. And since I'm not, I don't have a home bar. I have a home bar, but not a, bar that I work in regularly that people Mm -hmm. can come to see me. I'm a little bit more disconnected. So, you know, I've been trying to get out to more industry events and what, uh, you know, whatnot, kind of catch up with people and uh, you have to, as you get older too, you just have to make the effort. You realize it's a weird part of getting older. Like you have to, you realize, oh, like if I don't, I have to make an appointment to like hang out with my friends. I have to like put it in like schedule hangout time. Okay. We're going out to dinner and drinks because you know people start to get kids and things like that and yep. you know it's not you can't just it's not like monday night industry party like oh, oh you know. my god i'm too I mean, tired for that. that shit now i'm just like <laughs> oh, oh it's 5 30 it's getting dark out it's cold Ugh, stay inside although i did do that i'm kind of i'm kind of feeling last night's industry party uh, <laughs> a, a little bit i'm out of practice i really i really turned uh turned down uh during that I, I did not drink much. A lot You're of people. Yep. Yeah, I'm way out of practice, which is good. I, you know, I don't. I don't think uh, a 
high tolerance is a, a point of pride. Uh, it's something that, yep. you know, for years in their industry was like, it's something you'd be like, oh, like, but I, I realize now, obviously. Uh, Your liver thanks you now, trust me. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I don't, I don't miss uh, hangovers. I'm, I'm reminded of that as we, as we chat today. I literally can look at a spirit sideways and get a hangover now. And it's, um, I've workshopped it right over the years because I'm uh, I'm 41. So I've had many years to workshop this uh, this problem I have with hangovers. Um, and I did recently stumble upon what seems to be the thing, which is those, um, what are they called? Liquid IV. If oh, you drink uh, one before bed and one uh-huh. in the morning, uh-huh. magic. All right. Are and they I mean, sponsor I, of the show? They're not, but get at me, Liquid IV. I would, I would, I would lo- gladly have you sponsor I'm my not, show. I've, I've not tried that. Where does, all right, I'll have to, I'll Buy it on Amazon. Jeff right. Bezos don't uh, need your money though. So if you can find it somewhere else. Doesn't, yeah. But um, yeah, no, Liquid IV, the little powders, you mix them with water. Okay. Um, all I right, went, all right. Yeah, my, my Chicago friends like taught me that actually. Some, some electrolytes or something, like what your body needs. You know? Yeah, it helps you. <laughs> like what it, what it does is it's electrolytes, but it has some sort of compound in it that helps you whatever water you consume, it helps your mm. body hold on to it. Yeah. So it okay. like retains your moisture. And I think that's like a big mm. part of it. I don't know. All right. All Apparently right. we're doing a commercial. first, folks. I know. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Liquid IV commercial uh, in the middle of my show, which there'll be another commercial for something else stupid in the middle of the show. <laughs> uh, it's not stupid. Whatever the ad is, it's great. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, so I let's talk about Craft House. First of all, I want to say congratulations because Thanks. Uh, what a success. Um, I'm only mad that I don't have it in Connecticut and that I'd have to drive to Massachusetts to get it. 
Um, but I've seen it on airplanes. I've seen it everywhere. Like, that's awesome. You're doing, you're crushing it with Craft House. What, what's next for you guys? It's a crazy, yeah, it's a crazy little thing. So we have a, a it's a, our, our bottle cocktail company called Craft House Cocktails. Um, and it's, uh, that category exploded in yep. the last two years. Um, we launched in 2013. We started working on it in, in tw- tw- yeah, 2013 we launched. 2011 we started working on it. Um, and people, everyone thought we were crazy. And I definitely got a lot of side eye from bartenders, you know, who were like a little, oh, yeah. like, little too job, for their own good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you know, other, other like fancy bar to cocktail bartenders were like, you're doing what? Like you fucking mm-hmm. sell out. I'm like, yep. all right. And now like, you know, every bar, you know, these high end cocktail bars all have them, whatever. Um, so, you know, I guess, uh, if, if when you start, you know, you're doing okay when you get haters, I, I, I think, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, you're always ahead of your time, dude. <laughs> That's the thing is like, you came up with like, now the category is exploding. Yeah. You've been around for a while. It's like, you've got some sort of weird spidey sense about the business <laughs> in that way. Like, so Jesus. you let me know your next thing and I'm going to invest in it. But, um, I mean, we, we stumbled along, you know, I mean, we had a, we spent the first six years, seven years, just convincing people that cocktails in a bottle didn't have to suck. Um, right. And they and they really did. Almost all sucked in 2011. Like there was n- nothing really good in a bottle to be, you know, because they were yeah. all these drinks that were made to taste like a cocktail. They were like, all right, we want to make this drink. Let's make something that tastes like it. And we're just like, well, why wouldn't you just use like what you put in a, at the bar? And, and that's all we did. We made a recipe for one, uh, you know, Paloma, one Moscow mule from scratch, you know, whatever. What's my, how do I make ginger beer at the bar? Like, all right, we use ginger juice and I like a little bit of cinnamon in it and sugar and carbonated water and, and vodka and lime. All right. So that's exactly what we put into, uh, into our cans, you know, whatever, whatever the cocktail is with the only difference being that our juice is pasteurized for, for shelf. So it's shelf stable. We don't use any, um, we use zero preservatives or anything like that. And, uh, yeah, they're they're really they're really tasty, um, and it's we're still an independent company, uh, which is cool uh, in some ways. Uh, all of our our big competitors are owned by mega mega liquor brands and mega beer brands. And I'm sure um, you've been approached. Yeah, you know, and I think eventually, you know, we sh- we are projecting for a pretty massive growth this year, uh, and I think that we're ready now to make that what what is called in the business a strategic partnership. Mm-hmm. Because we're, you know, there's 10 of us on the in our company now, uh, which is, you know, four or five more people than there were two years ago. So it's, it's we're, we're growing exponentially. Uh, <laughs> You've but, doubled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so I think we're going to, by the end of 2022, if knock on wood, things go right in the way that we're, some of these partnerships we have coming online, our volume should be at the point where we can attract that right partner who can then take us to the next level. Because it's not, I'm not, you know, my expertise is not in building an international spirits Distribu- brand and distribution yeah. chains and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's not, I make, I know how to make good cocktails. Yep. Um, and, and we've used our business know-how to get us this far. Um, and then we're going to need some, you know, some, some help beyond that. And just to compete, honestly, it's, uh, I'm, I'm proud of our, we're like the little engine that could, you know, um, because against these, these mega brands with hugely deep pockets, we are a very lean company. And for us to be able to, do some of the things we've done. I'm proud of our team. You know, get to get an airline partnership to get on yeah. Amtrak, um, to get into airports, um, you know, Broadway theaters, and 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 some of these big grocery chains and things has been has been cool. Those are things that have been typically been reserved for these big brands who can 
who have a lot of power and leverage and, and which we don't have people. That's the beauty though. Um, if you make something that's good and then it takes a little more legwork. I was just about to say that though. Like that speaks to quality though, because if you think about all of these big mega brands, they have a lot of RTDs and cocktails and stuff like that. But like the fact that you, you're getting approached by an airline or Amtrak or, you know, theater companies, because people are looking for something at a a higher quality or higher level. And, And that's, that speaks to, I think, a shift in consumer interest. And I, I for one, am, I'm, I'm down with that. I think that's great. People are getting smarter about what they're buying and what they're going to put in their bodies. And that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, there's more good ones out there now, too, which is great. Like, we were, we welcomed competition because it gave us, it was like us on the shelf. And they're like, where the hell do we put you? Like, we don't want to put you next to this jug of margarita mix that's like <laughs> neon yellow because yeah. that's not what you guys are. That's not going to get the right customer who's like, that person's not going to pay a little bit more for something that, that's made of, you know, real spirits and real juice and real whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, do we put you in the, you know, the mule in the vodka aisle and the south side in the gin aisle and the, you know, Paloma in the tequila aisle? Like, so now there's actually, I mean, now you go, it's, un- the, it's unbelievable. There's, you know, hundreds of brands on the shelf. So it also means that people have to do a little more homework to find the good stuff. It's true. Uh, but, but that's all right. You know, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a fun project. Um, and it's been, it's been great. And, and, and watching, uh, watching it grow has been interesting and, you know, 10 years, I can't believe it's like gone by, uh, in the blink of an eye. And if, if, if this brand makes it, we will, we will have the, speaking of, you know, on other podcasts, what's it called? How I built this or something like that, yeah, which yeah. is a great, great podcast. We will have the ups and downs and turmoil and all the stories that startup brands have yeah. uh, because we've, you know, we've almost lost our way a bunch of times and uh, nearly murdered each other a few times <laughs> and have come, come out, come out of it still as all, all, all as good friends and that's great. And, you know, still having fun. Well, if you do nothing else in your life, that is something incredible to be proud of. Um, I guess we'll end on this. If you could give one piece of advice What's like the best piece of advice you've ever gotten in the industry that you could then impart on younger, hungrier people coming up in the industry? Is there something that stands out to you? Uh, I, I would like to practice what I preach. I still don't do this well, um, but uh, Dale DeGroff actually said it, said it, told me, he's like, hey man, like you should keep a journal uh, and, uh, you know, when you're doing all these things and, and I wish I was better at it. Like when I did all my traveling, remembering who I met and places I went, you know, and like, and just to, because when you are moving very quickly, um, that stuff can be a bit of a whirlwind. And so you, you lose, um, you lose some of the details, uh, over time, you know? Uh, and so, and so there's something that, I mean, I don't know. I think, um, you gotta, you know, I think the the one thing I see with some younger bartenders that you got to just be patient, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I think people see and it happened in the chef world, too. Like when like celebrity chefs happened to be a thing, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, like I want to be a famous chef. Like that's like it's, it's such the wrong. No chef got into it thinking they wanted to be a famous chef. You know, right. they they, they yep. put their time in and then did some good things. And and, and you could certainly steer yourself if that is what you if you know what right is where you might be, you just got to put the time in and, and be there because you love it. Um, uh, and, and that's how you, you last. I mean, it's, you know, this is going to be 25 years for me in the industry and it's uh, an easy one to burn you out in. True. So, you know, just like pace yourself and, uh, uh, and, and enjoy it and enjoy the ride and don't, you know, 
don't I think kill it's, your liver. I mean, yeah, don't kill your liver. You can really pay, yes, pace yourself both figuratively and literally. Yeah. Uh, and uh, um, don't don't be don't be in such a hurry. I, everything happens so fast, and, and and you know communication's gotten so fast, and we're on so, all of our information is in these tiny blips and bites and just a photo and a click and and, and move on and uh, you know a sixty second video on TikTok or whatever it is, and so people want life events to happen that quickly as well. Uh, and it takes, True. takes time. You gotta, you know, it's like, oh, like you're overnight, 25 year, you know, success in the business. <laughs> yeah. Overnight. It was just like five minutes in 25 years. It feels like that though. Sometimes though, doesn't it? It does. It does. Yeah. I, yeah. I, uh, yeah, that's great advice. I, I love the thing about journaling because I'm, I'm really guilty of that as well. I, I should yeah. probably, and I have a terrible memory, so I should really start <laughs> writing stuff down. Yeah, but, yeah, it is good. You, it'll, you, it's to go back and 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 that. I actually just found. Um, I pulled down a, a cocktail shaker off my bar uh, at home, and I opened it up, and I had a bunch of like notes in there from people that that had sent me when I was uh, when I was at the aviary. Actually, and I totally had forgotten about them, and I stuck Aww. them in the shaker and put it on the shelf. Uh, so it was like not my own journaling, but still, you know, saving that stuff. It was nice to go back and. Uh, and read those. I didn't even remember what what they were when I pulled them up. But anyways, yeah, That's I think it's. Sweet. I thought I thought it was good advice, and that was coming from an older gentleman. You know, he was probably in his in his sixties at the time, and he would probably you know who had gone through it all and was like, shit, I wish I would have written that down. Yeah, <laughs> I wish he guy's been all over the world and and done and done amazing things. So, yeah, he's anyway, incredible. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for making the time for this podcast. And, uh, you know, I wish you well from the East Coast. I've been following your career and I continue to be impressed and keep doing awesome things. Yeah, thank you so much. It's nice to catch uh, nice to catch back up with you and uh, and congrats on the on the podcast. Oh, thanks. If uh, yeah, if you ever want to chat again, uh, let me know. And if anybody has, you know, any any burning questions, uh, you know, they can hit me up on all the social medias and I'm very happy to answer any questions or, you know, check out our cocktails online or uh, my bar tools or any of that other fun stuff. I'm an, I'm an open book. Awesome. So. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for doing yeah, that. Yeah, okay. I appreciate you. Take care. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.